Welcome to the Hotel Analyst Podcast, where this week, as we normally do, we'll be leading you through uh, a discussion of three important topics at the moment um, for the next 20 minutes or so. My name is Chris Bound, the editor of Hotel Analyst, and I'm joined by Andrew Sangster, the editorial director of, of Hotel Analyst. And the first topic for discussion this week is looking at what's happened in, with the deal flow in the UK hotels market through 2022 and what are the prospects for the coming months. Um, the final tally from the agents will, showed us that volume was substantially down last year, probably by about a third, to about £3 billion worth of hotels transacted in 2022. Um, and it was indeed a year of two halves, a very positive first half, followed by a much, much quieter second half, helped uh, in in great measure by the goings-on of the uh, Conservative government in the UK and the infamous uh, infamous short-lived Premier Liz Truss and her even more short-lived Chancellor, who played around with the financial system to the extent that everyone got extensively upset. However, the good news is things look like they are going to improve in 2023. Was the Chancellor even more short-lived? He went, this, oh no, you did go before her, didn't you? She sacked him and then she went a few <laughs> yes, days she, later, I you're think right. She, yes. I think she expressed great confidence in him, and the, which made, of course, he was then immediately <laughs> yes, sacked. Dude, I have full <laughs> confidence, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, the dreaded words. <laughs> yes. So the uh, yeah the impact of that is going to take a while to be f- to work through I think. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right, and let's be clear. I think we've we've said this, or I've said this in my my commentary pieces. I think, um, it, whilst that saw a short term bounce, we've now got things settled right back down again um, to where they ought to have been. So w- really, what happened? We had an acceleration of. Um, uh, government borrowing costs uh, a premature acceleration and we've had a slight tipping back to to where they ought to be um now so i i don't i'm not sure how a profound uh, genuine economic impact that was it certainly was a, a, a almighty political uh, mess um but more broadly what we are seeing because you know across um most advanced economies most high income countries we are seeing a significant rise in interest rates they're coming off these uh, this period this gfc post gfc period of just weird and in some cases even negative um interest rates uh, weirdly low or even negative um and we're now that that's clearly behind us um and we're now heading into a period of uh, more normal monetary conditions. Um, there's a lot of unwinding to come, and I think, again, as I've previously remarked, I think the quantitative easing piece, unwinding that's going to be uh, more problematic than raising the interest rates, but we'll see how that that goes. As far as the hotel business is concerned, which is obviously our, our focus, I, I think what we've got is a situation where people are having to reprice based on more expensive debts. Now, the good news is that this repricing isn't um, as dramatic as the actual increases in base rates. So base rates have gone from, I don't know, say half a percent or 0.1% in the case of the UK or even negative um, and up to uh, 3% in the UK. So that looks a very dramatic increase. But of course, very few people were borrowing at that. They were, um, so we're, we're looking at an increase, let's just talk round and numbers we're, we're talking about six seven percent and it's going up three or four hundred basis points so that shift um 
um, is, is the same size in terms of the actual amount going up but in in, in terms of proportionality it is significantly less and I think that's an important point so it um, the, the actual debt cost itself is it, it, the change isn't quite as dramatic as uh, as you might believe if you only look at the base rates so but nonetheless it's substantial and it does mean that all other things being equal values have to be uh, uh, looked at again and reconsidered and that they're going to go down because if um, what happens is yields have to go out to compensate for the more expensive debts yields going out going up mean prices have to come down all other things being equal now there's a couple of bits around this which um, we, we you need to monitor and uh, be um, um, cognizant of in terms of you know that it's not entirely clear which direction things are going to shift the good news is that you can do price adjustments without causing massive nominal shifts and that that helps I think generally because that that makes it easier for buyers and sellers to agree because if if the seller doesn't have to see a huge amount of red ink all over their numbers that helps them even if in real terms they are See, effectively seeing red ink um, if they don't actually see it in nominal terms that helps get to an adjustment so I think inflation at this moment is indeed our friend as we make these adjustments um, the, the second piece is of course inflation will also push up the top line and the income line which again helps in that uh, that 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 adjustment process um, so overall what where are we well bloomberg reckons that uh, um, the debt secured against commercial property in europe and the uk is about 2.1 trillion us dollars now that's a chunk of change i would suggest uh, about 20 percent of this a fifth is maturing this year um, and it's as it matures and as it has to be refinanced which is when the real pain point hits home um, and this is going to drive and this is the point of our, our, our story here um, this is going to drive deal flow um, now how quickly will there have to be you know very sharp declines in prices well MSCI the indexer reckons already we've seen 10% declines um, in some commercial real estate markets um, and it varies from market to market they're predicting that in London for example there's going to be nearly a 30% decline necessary and they look at all commercial property asset classes so aggregated across that that um, all of those asset classes something like a 30% decline in prices now inflation isn't going to hide this there is going to be some nominal decreases as well um, it's but that could be that it's in certain sectors I'd suggest retail is particularly vulnerable still um, offices are probably going to feel it um, less so um, hotels and hospitality but they will see it um, so it's a wait and see game at the moment in terms of where that goes to but um 
the consensus seems to be and we're going to go on to talk about this um again um for our third item on this podcast in terms of deal flow the 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 growing consensus seems to be that we're going to start seeing something happening um around q2 um interest rate rises will hopefully have finished um, by then we should be at a stabilized level probably and we've talked about this again but something like four four and a half percent in the uk maybe a notch or two below that three three and a half percent in the eurozone Um, but the key thing is once we've got to a stabilized level and we have a bit of visibility on on what's ahead um, people will um, feel a bit more confident in going forward and doing a deal turn to another interesting new phenomenon in the uk hotels marketplace and that is health authorities have started uh, booking hotel rooms uh, at large to uh, house discharging patients who are blocking up the beds in hospitals uh we're seeing this happen around the uk uh uh, the leonardo hotel in plymouth the leonardo hotel in bristol and i think a holiday inn in uh, in norfolk are amongst the ones we've spotted who have taken block bookings from the local authority for uh, the walking wounded or perhaps those who are ready for discharge from hospital but for reasons to do with dysfunction in other parts of the uk's social care system they're not currently being allowed to go all the way home so um another great uh, state handout for uk hotels uh, adding to the already generous daily uh, donation to do with housing asylum seekers so thousands of rooms being uh, paid for by the uk government being used for uh, uh, alternative purposes uh, and of course whisper it but you know everyone who's not uh, renting out a hotel or a floor or two to the uh, the uk government or or the health authorities is actually doing very well from the fact that uh, some of this inventory has been taken out of the market because it means that uh, they could probably charge higher rates and have greater occupancy in the, their hotels in the free market um so the the interesting thing i think when i was looking at this was that the fact that um hotels in the uk and hotel operators in the uk are perhaps fairly blind to the opportunities that health tourism and uh, uh, and looking after recovering patients uh, can provide and uh, in other parts of the world you know this there's quite blatant uh, opportunity taken by hotels to position themselves as being you know just down the road from a hospital so if you're coming over here to have your teeth legs, whatever's done then um, you know come and stay with us for your convalescence Um, and uh, so there's actually a very large business opportunity from medical tourism so um, perhaps a wake-up call for the hotels in the UK as the uh, uh, infamous NHS uh, National Health Service seems to uh, be forever deteriorating and uh, splitting itself into pieces yeah i think you raise a very good point in terms of the longer term opportunity that is going to depend very much on how accessible private health care becomes in the uk i mean right now where we have a sort of soviet style um <laughs> health care system it, it's you know it, it's not very attractive to come in um and indeed the private health care pricing is is rather you know expensive in, in relative terms if we do see some significant sort of private uh, um, public partnerships going on to get us out of this mess in healthcare, then i think there is opportunity for that and indeed there will be 
you know um, some opportunity for hotels to jump in as you suggest Chris um, uh, for me I, I think I you know right now this this bit about hotels being booked up by the government probably isn't that significant but it does raise the question of just what has been going on in terms of the balance of demand and supply i think certainly the the asylum seeker piece is significant it's over four percent of overall room stock Mm. has been estimates are so something like thirty thousand rooms have been taken out of of uk room supply and that's you know the uk government spending 4.7 million a day it said um um last year so this is a, a a big a big impact i think in what's going on in addition to that in terms of this demand supply balance piece there's something like four percent of supply has closed during the pandemic lockdowns according to whitbread um they've probably got the best grip on um you know where we are with total uk hotel room stock most of the other people that measure hotel room stock tend to focus on the branded supply which is obviously much easier to collate but uh whitbread rolls up its sleeves and gets into the 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 the, the weeds of this and it reckons room supply in the uk has dropped from 715,000 in 2019 to 686,000 in 2022 um this is a decline of more than four percent um and the decrease is overwhelmingly in the independent sector and i think to whip what whitbread is saying the decline um has accelerated um over the last three years so um in the period 2010 to 2019 there was about a 12 percent in total decline over that nine years um but between 2019 and 2022 there's been a 10 percent decline in total so this is you know quite a dramatic increase in the rate of decline and i suspect this is going to carry on um for the next few years um and you know whilst this is you know devastating for those people who are losing their businesses many of these people are you know they they live above the shop so you know this is not just a a business but it's also a home for them so this is you know um, very traumatic but um, in the broader picture for the hotel sector um, I would suggest that you know bringing in more branded supply is largely going to be good news I think Um, um, and Whitbread thinks that hotel supply in the uk is going to be broadly flat until 2026 so you know this is pretty darn good news if for for the hotel sector as it's coming in with tailwinds behind it in terms of demand um and if supply isn't going anywhere isn't isn't rising uh, we're in a pretty good situation now it's going to alter from um location to location so i suspect london seems to be having more supply notably at the the luxury end and that might cause a few ripples but broadly it looks a very uh, benign supply environment um for the next few years which will help again what we were talking about in terms of giving confidence about our sector that will help that 
Now, I think, Andrew, you're going to give us a little bit of an update from uh, your recent visit to the British Museum, not to check on the Elgin Marbles, but to hear from the, the folk at Christie's about uh, what they see uh, in terms of their annual outlook for business in the coming months. Yeah, yeah. So they had their, their indeed, they held that, um, and they had a little drink stew as well um, in, the, in the Egyptian room, actually, which is kind of a bit weird, sitting there with with your mummies, um, <laughs> having a beer. Um really some of the things that came through um were very much what we talked about in our first item on this podcast um you know 2022 um was um a good first half followed by a not so good second half this is in terms of transaction volume i mean christie's business is obviously they they've you know the dominant player in the the smaller um um brokerage piece um in terms of the smaller um individual businesses um they dominate that market so they have a very good grip on what's been happening there in the uk and they've got a growing presence in continental europe too um and this is their their view on where 2022 was in trading terms the managing director darren bond said look um 2022 really defied consensus expectations now anybody listening to this podcast will know that we've been on the optimistic end of this uh, uh of views um really since vaccines um were announced and we've been very bullish on vaccines and certainly i've almost every presentation i've given since vaccines were announced i was running around saying look we need to put our prices up as an industry this is going to be it's not going to be a slow recovery it's going to be a v-shaped recovery and indeed you know it's actually been more positive than even i anticipated i mean 2022 has been a corker um and in uh, as um, christie said um christie and co said um the actual trading for many hospitality businesses is now ahead of where we were um, in 2019. Now, yeah, you can have an argument about inflation adjustment and all of this kind of stuff, but nonetheless, it's been a, a much sharper recovery um, than anticipated. Um, there are pain points. I mean, we've still got issues, say, in in restaurants, particularly the casual dining sector. But you know, th this was largely due to problems you know pre um the covid lockdowns um that sector we'd seen a huge uh influx of people signing up unrealistic uh rents um bidding up um rents um on leases and they just it wasn't a sustainable position so this was going to unwind come what may and certainly um you know covid accelerated that the covid lockdowns accelerated that process as we keep talking about covid being an accelerant not a change agent for this kind of stuff um so um just in terms of the numbers here so christie's um uh, um looking at you know what what is going on in terms of distress sales well we've not seen a huge rise in that sort of modestly ticked up in 2022 but it was 12 percent in 2022 of the instructions they had i mean back in 2018 it was nine percent so you know it's it, it's certainly but they are i mean i sat, sat down with Corinne bonajon the head of hotels at christie the, what she's expecting this year is a tougher first half and then we'll start seeing a bit more action in the second half um there seems to be a growing consensus that that, that is what it's going to be be looking being 
looking like. I mean, in terms of pricing, she is expecting correction. Um, in 2022, uh, prices went up um, according to the Christian Co. price index by 2.8%. Of course, inflation adjusted, that um, is a net decrease. Um, in nominal terms, probably we'll see a, a decrease this year as well as we as this price adjustment um, comes into the market the one thing she did warn she said there's a lack of stock coming into the market um, and this makes it quite tricky to have a real feel and read on where pricing actually is and uh, she also said that historical experience um, suggests that it's going to be 24 to 36 months before we see um, the bigger opportunities um, coming. Um, I also attended another uh, event which was Whitebridge's um, annual um, New Year Hotel Investment Summit. Um, they um, there was a presentation as usual by Michael Grove from Hot Stats, and again, you know, it just just further evidence of just how strong this trading recovery has been, and quite incredible. And you've got uh, you know some bits have really recovered strongly. So notably, Paris, for example, and in the ultra luxury piece in Paris, um, and the luxury market in the Middle East have just you know blown the roof off really um, and Paris now thanks to the the phenomenal um, rate improvement um, is, is trading at GOP margins in the same ballpark as London which historically it's always been about half it's it does the same sort of rev par as London but uh, um, historically it's GOP margin has been about half of London's well rev par now is significantly ahead of London London is still still hasn't seen its uh, uh, occupancy increase rates have gone up but occupancy is still lagging a bit Paris has not only record rates but it's got strong occupancy too so we've, we've, we've got a very good uh, uh, position there with with um, you know from which I think to build very solidly going forward and I think this is the key point um, we're not going to see um, the sort of distress that um, that we had in say the early 1990s despite the challenges we have the economy um, and so forth um, there's this little prospect of that coupled with the huge amount of money um, that's sitting on the sidelines still to deploy it's very difficult to see how we're going to see extreme distress price now we're going to move on to our five star and no star awards and uh, this week five stars are going to Claridge's Hotel in London uh, for their uh, the completion of their makeover so they had a substantial makeover took several years it actually finished um, a little while back but is currently being celebrated in a BBC television series which uh, you can probably catch up most of you on BBC iPlayer uh, which reveals much more of the detail of how they hand dug five new levels of basement uh, and added three new stories of, of rooms on the roof of the building. All this while the uh, the luxury hotel was continuing to operate as a hotel, and um, they took massive steps to minimise any disruption to the guests as uh, it all went on. But uh, quite a story of a of, an, of a massive endeavour. Yeah, and a bit of good news for that group, given all the shenanigans that's been going on with its ownership issues in terms of um, Paddy McKillen. Um, uh, 
et al and the Qataris falling out with one another um but um a shame in a way because obviously paddy was at the helm for for much of this process which uh uh, finished um what a couple of years ago um so um it's just you know it, it's a uh, uh, f- good news story perhaps to to end on for him and uh, uh no star award this week goes to a class action lawsuit that's been filed in the states against uh several hotels in las vegas accusing them of um, keeping hotel room rates artificially high. This class action has dragged in not just the hotel operators, but also Sending Group and Rainmaker Group, who are uh, IT providers and um, are alleged to provide the algorithms that uh, the uh, the accusers say have, have pushed hotel rates artificially high. Um, now, we all know that every decent hotel group and just the same as airlines and so on uh, use algorithms to their their product to optimize margins that's good business um the big concern here is that uh, perhaps you know this is shining a light on the fact that hotels have by and large stood shoulder to shoulder as they come out of the pandemic and maintained rate um and it's actually you know something they've needed to do to recover after months and months and months of enforced closure and uh, no revenues. Um, but uh, when the consumers start getting uh, jumpy about the prices they're being asked to pay, that's a potentially worrying moment. Yeah, and I think it is in it is one to watch, actually, this, um, because we are seeing more and more sophisticated pricing models coming in. And if they, if, the view is that the data collection um, that's going on is effectively a, a market rigging process. Um, it, it's going to be um, really problematic, I think. So the whole yield management piece is going to get, you know, significantly more complex if this, um, um, you know, this lawsuit actually. Uh, gets traction um and so it's it's a big one to watch i think because that this could really unsettle the way prices are in hotels and on that salutary note we'll say goodbye for now